Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Well, like... I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of SPT Overtime. My name is Patrick, and I am joined today by a very special guest. He is a University of Akron graduate, a former GA for the 2011 season. He is now the associate head coach at Stony Brook University. I'm joined by none other than Coach Brian Weber. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. So we're going to kind of dive right into this. You grew up here in the Akron area. From a young age, did the University of Akron and its athletic programs ever play a pivotal role in your decision to follow a coaching career? Yeah, I actually uh, attended a lot of the youth camps. Uh, whenever I was growing up in that area, I would go, you know, once a summer. And, uh, you know, th that was kind of a, a, one of my initial dives into uh, seeing what, what college basketball was all about. Um, but honestly, it wasn't really until uh, my time being at the University of Akron. And I kind of saw the, you know, excitement around the, the program and, and, you know, the excitement around sports in general at, at the University of Akron that it, you know, was part of the, the, the main reason why I, I decided to, you know, continue to attack it as a career. Awesome. And as I had mentioned before, you were a uh, graduate assistant or a GA here at the university for 2011 under coach Keith Damrot. How would you describe that experience under coach uh, Damrot? And would you say he's one of the big reasons you considered to follow through with your coaching career? Yeah, that was a really, really uh, great opportunity for me. I actually, uh, the year after I graduated uh, from the University of Akron, I was a full-time teacher at Glen Oak High School uh, locally right there. And I was a high school coach. And uh, Coach Dambrock kind of gave me my first opportunity to get my foot in the door as a college uh, helper. You know, and as a graduate assistant, you're not doing a whole lot of on-the-floor coaching, but you're sort of involved with, you know, game plan. You're involved with, you know, everything from doing laundry to helping with mail outs to, you know, really any anything that the program needs. And it was my first real look into what division one college basketball looked like as a whole. And, you know, I was really lucky because, uh, you know, anybody that knows anything about coach Dambra, he's one of the best coaches in the country. He had, you know, roughly 11 seasons in a row at the university of Akron where he had 20 wins or more. So, you know, to be able to just kind of see how he did things and to just be even a fly on the wall, at, at the way that they were uh, winning and operating in my time there was, you know, super beneficial. And he actually played a pivotal role in, uh, you know, helping, giving me strong recommendations and, you know, making calls for me and stuff after my time there. So, you know, super thankful for, for my opportunity to be a, a graduate assistant for that one season there and uh, definitely played a huge role in, uh, you know, springboarding my, my coaching career for sure. That's absolutely incredible. I was like, I know Coach Dambrod helped kind of cement what Akron as a program is to this day even. And in your time there, obviously the Kent State-Akron rivalry for – 
people who don't know, is probably one of the most heated rivalries in all of college athletics. I would put it up there with uh, an Ohio State-Michigan type feel with how it is, at least for us. Um, being on the sidelines for those games and also as your time as a student, um, did you ever have any, say, disagreements or any experiences with the Kent State coaches, players, or fans? Well, I'll say something that's, that's really funny is uh, my, my boss here at Stony Brook University now is Gino Ford, who uh, was part of the he was the head coach at Kent State, you know, not the same year that I was there, but a the couple years before that. And, you know, it was a part of the big Akron Kent rivalries. And uh, one of our other assistant coaches here right now is Jalen Avery, who played at Kent State. So there's a lot of Akron Kent uh, stuff going on with our staff, which is kind of funny. But I think, uh, you know, one thing I'll say is this. So. Uh, like since leaving Akron, everybody talks about rivalries and they talk about, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the big rivalry in our league or when I was in the ACC, like, you know, and, and I'll say that nothing I've experienced at the college level in terms of rivalry comes even close to what Akron Kent was um, in terms of the games being sold out, the heated nature before the games, you know, there was definitely like, you know, even the one year I was, I was the GA at Akron, there was uh, legitimate, beef between uh both teams before the the uh, ball was even tipped and uh you know and obviously they're both teams being really good over the years plays a factor in that you know usually those games mean something you know you're playing you know late in the season for an opportunity to you know get a higher seed in the mac tournament which is super important and uh you know i would say that i you know without putting too much you know dirty laundry out there you know, there was definitely some heated moments <laughs> in my hacker and kent but uh, but just looking back, it was really cool because, you know, it's something that I think that people take for granted in terms of that, you know, all rivalries are like that and they're not. And you know, people call things rivalries, but that to me is a true rivalry that I got to experience firsthand, which was really awesome. Absolutely. And it still rings true today that the Akron Kent State is just as heated as it's ever as it ever has been, truthfully. Now, Brian, after you left the University of Akron, you continued your coaching dreams, landing yourself a graduate assistant position down at the University of Miami in Florida. How would you describe that change going from a semi-small Mac school to an ACC school and not only moving just school size and program size, but also moving, frankly, to a whole new area that you've never experienced before? Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the the moment in my uh, in my career when I knew that I was really going to do this. And, I, and it was and it was a, it was a huge opportunity that, you know, manifested itself when I when I got a chance to, to meet uh, the assistant coach at the time. Now he's the associate head coach down there, Chris Caputo, who's been one of my biggest mentors through my career. And, you know, and when, when he called me and, and offered me that GA spot down there, it was, uh, you know, one of those moments where you had to kind of sit back and say, you know, this is going to be you know, what I'm going to do now, because I'm, I'm flying to a new area that I've never been before, like you said, and yeah. uh, on a, a real adventure. Um, and, and it was honestly probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, you know, obviously I got lucky because the year that I was there happened to be the year that they were, you know, we were number two in the country for a large portion. We, you know, nobody thought that they were going to be what we ended up being, but, uh, you know, won 13 consecutive games in the ACC, you know, got a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, and you know, made the sweet 16. So, you know, all those experiences were, you know, two years before that I was coaching high school basketball. So it was, uh, you know, sort of surreal. Um, Absolutely. Same exact thing. So in terms of the transition though, like, you know, 
that's what you learn the longer I'm in this business is, you know, there's, there's really good coaches at every level, you know, whether, you know, the high school coach I played for and coached under Mark Kinsley, who was the federal league coach of the year this year, uh, which is one of the best high school uh, conferences in the state. And uh, you know, just, I learned a lot from him and looking back, like he could coach anywhere. He could coach in college. He could coach uh, professionally if he wanted to, he just chose to teach and coach. And then coach Dan brought one of the best coaches in the country. And then, you know, the year that I was at Miami, you know, coach Larinaga was the national coach of the year. So like, you know, just to be able to be around so many really good guys, I think kind of helped me understand that, you know, a bunch of different ways to do it, but also, you know, just really lucky to learn from, from those guys. And, uh, you know, in terms of like school size, uh, like Miami's actually really small. It's a uh, 10,000 students only. And nobody realizes that it's actually like a liberal college. It's not the big state university that people think it is. Um, so, you know, all that, you know, I met my wife at Miami, so that was a good, uh, a good move for me. Uh, you know, I, I have to put that in there. So she, uh, doesn't divorce me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I think overall it was an awesome, awesome move for me, and uh, and was just a, another uh, brick in this uh, you know career that I've you know that has taken me all over the place. Absolutely, and I I remember that year too. We were so excited to see you out there, just during that March Madness tournament, especially. And speaking of that, you managed to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. What was that experience like? Not only playing in March Madness, but making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I think, um, you know, what was funny is like I said, the, the whole trajectory of that year was strange. We actually lost to a division two team in our exhibition game. Didn't count, but it was, you know, yeah, obviously I was like, man, you know, I don't really know if we're going to be any good. And I really didn't have any idea what we were even supposed to look like at that time. I hadn't been in college basketball for that long. So that was odd. And then if you remember, that was the same year that, uh, dunk city was happening with Florida Gulf coast. Yep, I do remember that. They also made the Sweet 16. So we played at Florida Gulf Coast, like the third game of the year, and they killed us. And it was like, you know, my dad came down to the game, and it was like, you know, I was really having this moment where it's like we lost to a D2 in the exhibition. We got killed by a low major team, and I was like, this is uh, this could get bad for us. And then, you know, as the year progressed, you know, we beat, you know, Michigan State. We beat Duke by 25 at home. We Like I said, we won 13 games in a row in the ACC. And, you know, with those things, uh, it was like just to have that full gamut. And then, you know, to when you got to the NCAA tournament, you didn't really know what to expect because we were the only team in the history of the uh, ACC to win the regular season and the conference tournament and not get a one seed in the tournament. So there was a little bit of like, you know, did we get hosed uh, yeah. in our thing? Um, you know, and then when we got to – the first round was not a close game. And then we, uh, we barely squeaked out a win against Illinois uh, with actually when gross was the head coach there uh, for, for synergy here. Uh, coach gross was the head coach at Illinois at that time. Um, and we won by, I think two or something. And then in the, in the sweet 16 game, it was just one of those games that, uh, you know, we never could really get it going and Marquette was, you know, on fire. And, uh, but it was, it was, the whole thing was really surreal for me. Cause I was, like, you know, I was still in the mode at that point where, you know, I was basically a glorified, you know, fan. I mean, everything was brand new to me. I was just getting, you know, courtside seats at big time games, <laughs> and just anything that anybody needed me to do. And, uh, you know, really, really cool and thankful for those life experiences that I got to have. Absolutely. And I think another good life experience that we're going to talk about next is you actually took kind of a small break 
from the full coaching world to work for a company called Hoop Group. Now, for our listeners who don't know what Hoop Group is, how would you explain what you did there and also what Hoop Group is? Yeah, so um, following my year at uh, at Miami, I knew that I wanted to, to, to coach college basketball. That was something I was sure about at that point, you know, having been in it for a couple of years and, you know, but to, to go from being a graduate assistant to getting a full-time assistant job at the division one level is not really that easy of a, of a task. So, you know, I, I met with uh, Chris, Coach Caputo, and, you know, he kind of gave me the advice that I needed to carve out a niche for myself to be, uh, to separate myself as a, as a college coach. And, uh, you know, just being a not, I didn't play in college. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't super connected at the time. So there wasn't a whole lot of reasons why anybody was really going to hire me as a full-time assistant coach at the division one level. So basically what the hoop group is, is they're a company that runs camps and clinics and events for the top high school players in the country. And by being involved with the hoop group, I carved out a niche for myself as being a connected recruiter. And I was able to build relationships with high school and AAU coaches and, and different uh, people that were going to help me once I got a full-time Division One assistant job to be able to recruit at a high level, which is a, a huge part of what being an assistant coach at, at the Division One level entails. So, you know, basically my time as the Hoop Group Elite Director was, you know, basically being in charge of 900 kid camps where a large portion of the the, the coaches and the players that went were you know, associated with, you know, being a high level player, Yeah. And, you know, and, and it kind of, you know, when, when the opportunity at Stony Brook presented itself, you know, a big reason why I was able to get this job was because I was looked at as a person that could help uh, coach Bowles at the time, you know, get it, who was not a Midwest guy, you know, get connected with a lot of the East coast uh, players that, that, you know, we were able to recruit, uh, here. So yeah, that's, that's why I got out and that's why I started working there. And then, you know, obviously I just said the, the Miami decision was a good move and, you know, I would, I would put the, uh, the hoop group decision at right up there with, with any decision I've made and professionally as, as a, you know, a move that really helped propel me. Uh, and, and honestly, the only reason why I was even able to get a real, uh, full-time division one job was because of that move. So coach Caputo, uh, I've always been thankful for that advice that he gave me. Absolutely. I mean, that was incredible making that jump. And then, um, as you said, this did help land your job at Stony Brook and in your time at Stony Brook, you have been on the staff of both Gino Ford and Jeff Bowles. And for those of you who don't know, Jeff Bowles is now the current head coach for Ohio university. Both of these coaches are fantastic in their own respective ways, but Brian, how would you say their coaching styles are different? And also, which coach to you has played a bigger role in your coaching career? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, like I said before, I, th- I think I'm just tremendously lucky and and uh, with the people that I've got an opportunity to surround myself with. I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, like, you know, Coach Bowles and Coach Ford are really, really close friends. Um, you know, so there are some synergies to their uh, coaching styles and their approaches. Um, but there's some differences, too. I think that, um, you know, I think that, Coach Ford was, uh, I think he's maybe fifth all time in Ohio high school history in terms of scoring. Uh, he's got more points in high school than LeBron James. And he's a, you know, five, eight, like you would never guess that he was that type of player. And he played at Ohio at a really high level. And, you know, and, and coach Bowles was a good high school player that played at Ohio too. So they have a lot of like similarities to, to their, uh, backgrounds. 
Um, you know, I would say that in terms of coaching style, you know, Coach Bowles uh, has has a really good ability to um, get guys to uh, believe in themselves at a really high level. And I and I watched him really uh, take some kids who weren't super confident and, and and pump a lot of confidence into them. And yeah. he has a really good knack at like just keeping. You know, he's incredibly positive. He's a everybody love everybody type. You know, uh, which I think in this era of kid. Um, it's a really good thing to be. And he's really mastered the ability to build relationships with his players and motivate through love and relationships and all those things. And coach Ford has some of that too. You know, and the other thing coach Ford does a lot of is, you know, he'll, he's not afraid to, you know, get on a guy the way that, you know, a coach Dambrot would, um, you know, so from that, those standpoints, they both are, have been really, really beneficial to me. I can't say which one necessarily was, was better for me that, like I said, they're both just, you know, they're both just guys, you know, that hopefully will just be mentors to me for, for the rest of time. And, you know, and obviously everybody that knows, you know, the year that Ohio's having uh, and, and last year, the run they made. And, you know, and we've been you know pretty good here, too. So, like, you know, I think that it's just, you know, both those guys have just been really, really beneficial to me uh, and, and, and honestly, great coaches. Absolutely. Now, as you mentioned, um, the relationship with the players, I do kind of want to throw this in there. What do you think the biggest challenges as a coach on not only a day-to-day basis, but also in the locker room, like trying to connect with the players? Yeah, I think that um, the the biggest challenge with that is just the the amount of time, energy, and effort that real relationships take to cultivate. So, like, you know, the the one thing that gets, you know, it's being a, being a college coach is a really awesome profession that I think a lot of people are jealous of from a standpoint of, like, you know, you get to coach basketball for a living. Like that's, you know, I wake up in the morning and I worry about basketball, but it's a really time consuming venture because if you're not recruiting on the road, you're, you know, you have something to be doing with, you know, with your guys at all times. And so yeah. like for a real, a real relationship to get cultivated with, with, with your players to get a, the trust to the point where it needs to get to, you know, there's a lot of energy that goes into that. There's dinners, there's, you know, calls at 10 o'clock at night, there's, you know, issues that, you know, uh, you know, only, only they trust you for. So they'll call you to get to that. Like, you know, and it's only at that point that you can start to really coach them in basketball, which is what, you know, we're supposed to be doing. So I would say that the, just the, just the amount of time it takes to get to that point with players. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, the modern day kid, um, is really smart. So like, not to say that, that in the past kids aren't smart, but, you know, just, I think with the way social media has transitioned, I think the way that the world has, you know, there's a lot more information at these kids' hands than like when I was in college. So now, you know, they, you can't just say do this because I said to do this. It's that, you know, there, you have to actually come ready, you know, prepared because, you know, you're not, you're not tricking a 19 year old into doing anything. <laughs> it's going to be a real, you know, conversation and, yeah. and you got to treat them like real people. So, um, you know, th- those, those are the biggest things I think, but, you know, I think that when you decide to coach college basketball, you kind of understand that that is part of it. And the cool part is then because of the relationships you're able to cultivate, hopefully you can have a positive impact on some people and, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, uh, you know, things that have nothing to do with basketball anymore, you know, you were able to positively influence somebody's life, which is always kind of the goal in this thing. Yeah. It's always about building character uh, nowadays, especially for coaches. Yeah, I got, I got you. And the last question before 
we sign off is what does the future hold for coach Brian Weber? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that, uh, as you know, that not, the listeners don't know, I have a six month old baby. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, it's to make sure my family is always set and, uh, and to make sure everybody's happy at home and people are happy and healthy right now. So we're going to continue to work on that and I'm gonna try to get some sleep. I'm, I'm hoping this guy goes to sleep at some point. <laughs> Um, and you know, professionally, I'm just going to continue to show up and do the best job I can every day, man. So, I mean, and I'm not trying to be funny, but it's, you know, it's really hard to do a good job, at, you know, when you have a lot of things going on. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to always be about, uh, you know, taking care of the guys in the locker room that we have and, you know, hopefully, you know, working to working to win a championship here in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Brian, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to, uh, this interview with me i really do appreciate it and i wish you the best of luck moving into next season all right thanks buddy great talking to you good talking to you too ladies and gentlemen that was coach brian weber former university of akron student university of akron graduate former university of akron graduate assistant and now the associate head coach over at stony brook university to listen to more spt content follow us on twitter at wzip sports for daily sports updates and around the room, search our podcasts, SBT Overtime and SBT Rewind on all major streaming platforms and tune in every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for Sports Power Talk on 88.1 FM. My name is Patrick Weber. Thank you for tuning in.